Listener Production. Hello and welcome to another episode of Huff Science Explained with me, Matthew Aegis, a science journalist with Cosmos magazine. Each week, twice a week, we answer life's questions, big or small. And today, we're going to help you answer the question that's puzzled children throughout history, or at least puzzled me when I was a kid. Why is the sky blue? To give you the answer to that question, I'm going to have to start this podcast by asking you some other questions. What colour is oxygen? And similarly, what colour is nitrogen? And what about water? or argon gas. Don't worry, these aren't trick questions. As long as you said something like, there's no colour, or they're all transparent, then you are correct. So if these are the molecules that make up 99% of our atmosphere, surely the sky should be transparent. Well, if you're thinking that, you would be 100% correct. We know the sky is transparent because at night, we can see the vast black tapestry of space. So that settles it. Except during the day, it's no longer see-through. It must have something to do with the sun then, right? It's deceptively simple science that's also pretty impressive. The colour of the sky is all about the physics of light, and it starts back at our friendly local star, the sun. The big ball of gas at the centre of our solar system emits energy in the form of light and heat. Light travels outwards in every direction, in the form of photons. These are tiny, energetic particles of electromagnetic radiation, the smallest parcel of light energy. And they travel just over 147 million kilometres from the Sun to the Earth. And light energy travels in waves. If you're not familiar with waves in a physics context, don't worry. They're exactly as you think of them, a squiggly line going up and down. Some basic wave terms for you now. A wavelength refers to the distance between two wave peaks, and frequency is the number of these waves per second. The energy of photons determines wavelength and frequency. The more energetic a stream of photons, the shorter the wavelength, and the higher the frequency. You can visualise this yourself with a pen and paper, drawing angry and relaxed waves. An angry wave, with lots of waves packed tightly together, would describe short wavelengths and higher frequency, therefore more energy. A more flowing, relaxed wave indicates longer wavelength and lower frequency, less energy. And these factors determine what we call the electromagnetic spectrum. Current physics understands photons as basically identical single particles, but it's the wavelength and frequency of their stream that determines where they fit on this electromagnetic spectrum. Radio waves, like the ones that broadcast music, are the flowing relaxed waves. Then come microwaves, like the ones that heat your food up, and infrared for your night vision goggles that you keep at home. At the other end of the spectrum are more dangerous, energetic types of radiation. Ultraviolet, like the stuff that gives you sunburn, X-rays, to see your skeleton, and gamma rays, which are very strong radiation blasts. In the middle, occupying a tiny section, 
is visible light, the photons or electromagnetic radiation that humans can see. Red, orange, yellow, green, cyan, blue, and violet, the colours of the rainbow. These colours correspond to certain wavelengths. At one end of the visible light spectrum, red has a wavelength of between 625 and 720 nanometers. At the other end, violet has a wavelength of 380 to 450 nanometers. White light, like that emitted by our sun, contains all wavelengths of light packed tightly together. If you think of the iconic Pink Floyd Dark Side of the Moon album cover, you can see an experiment devised by Isaac Newton that's pretty simple to recreate at home. When you shine a beam of light into a triangular glass prism, the light enters as a single white line, but it's refracted by the prism and exits as the coloured wavelengths contained within it. It's a great, simple explainer for how visible light exists, and also a great band t-shirt. So what has this all got to do with the sky? Let's go back to the sun. The sun emits white light, with all those wavelengths of the visible spectrum contained within it. Now, to live on Earth, we need these particles of light to penetrate our transparent, gassy atmosphere and reach the surface. Fortunately, more than 99% of photons that reach Earth do just that, zipping all the way down to the ground you're listening to this podcast on right now. When these photons hit the surfaces around us, they vibrate more and increase in temperature to release heat. Pretty important stuff. And this surface impact also helps explain why the sky during the day is blue. Imagine a hot day in your backyard. To cool off, you might use a hose. If you jet a stream of water towards your friend, the stream will hit them and scatter a haze of water droplets from the point of impact. This is similar to a stream of white light from the sun striking air in our atmosphere, except in this case, the scatter happens to be short wavelengths of coloured light. Can you guess what colour these short wavelengths are? Yep, violet and blue. Our longer wavelengths stay together and continue travelling to the surface as white light. But our short violets and blues scatter when light bounces into air molecules. So while the sky remains officially transparent, the blue colour we describe it as is actually due to these blue and violet wavelengths hitting the lens of our eyes and passing into our retinas, which are converted into electrical signals by our photoreceptors and interpreted by our brains as the colour blue. I guess you could say the colour of the sky is all in our heads. And there you have it. That's why the sky is blue. Oi, that doesn't explain why sunsets are red, mate. Okay, 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 okay. Red sunsets. Those peachy pink and orange sunrises and other changes in our atmosphere. There's a reason for that. But these sudden colour changes in the sky are easily explained by the same principles we use to explain blue skies. Think of our atmosphere as something like a permeable skin that surrounds us. When the sun is directly above our position, the photons from the sun go straight through this skin. So most wavelengths reach the ground. As the Earth rotates, the sun's light is travelling across 
the skin and has to go through more atmosphere before it reaches the ground. This increases the chance of photons being scattered away by the molecules in the air. The blue and violet light is still reflected away, like a stone skipping across water. Longer wavelengths penetrate and reach our eyes. You guessed it, they're the yellows, oranges and reds we associate with a romantic sunset. This also explains why fires and heavy pollution days give more vivid sunsets. There are more particles in the air, so the colours that appear are more at the red end of the spectrum and there's less of the rest. So, next time you're on a romantic date with your crush and watching the sun go down, impress them by telling them that all the colours they're seeing are simply in their head. You're sure to get a second date. For the latest in science news, don't forget to check out The Science Briefing, also available here on the Listener app. And head to cosmosmagazine.com for more science just like this. Otherwise, we'll be back again next time for another Huh? Science Explained.